Hello and welcome to season one of Romance with Heart and Heat, your podcast and YouTube show for contemporary rom-com audiobook serials. My name is Marie Matthew and I'm the author of the stories you're going to hear on this channel. The title of season one is The Bad Girl List and this is a fake dating second chance rom-com set in California wine country. Find out how one life-changing vacation list puts the heart of Dominique Chen on the line when she meets sexy wine grower Trevor Moretti. The content of this channel is intended for audience members that are 18 years and older. There is some explicit content on this channel. There is light swearing and there are some explicit spicy scenes. So I don't want any surprises as people move into the story so you have been warned. Be sure to stick around at the end of each episode for author commentary. And if you have any questions or comments, you can drop them into the comments section in YouTube, or you can also send me an email at romancingmarie at gmail.com. I'll do my best to answer questions and comments in future episodes on the show. Please like and subscribe to my channel on your favorite platform, whatever that happens to be. And please help me spread the word and share the show with your friends. Now, as you're listening along, if you get to the point where the tension's too much and you just can't wait to find out what happens next, you can head over to mariematthew.com and you can purchase the complete season of The Bad Girl List over on my website. It's available in ebook format, audiobook format, and there's also autographed hardbacks and paperbacks. So you will get the entire season for free on YouTube and the podcast. But again, if you just can't wait, head over to mariematthew.com. Thanks so much for listening. And now it's time for some romance with heart and heat. I hope you enjoy. Chapter 38. Double Parked. Dominique. I walk down the sidewalk with Kevin, his arm around my shoulders as he rattles on about a fancy vacation home his family is building in Hawaii. I pretend to listen. I've only had one Cosmo. I didn't need to get drunk to talk myself into leaving with Kevin. As soon as he tapped me on the shoulder, I knew he was the one I would go home with. Maybe it's because I've let go of Trevor. Maybe it's because I know my family will love me no matter what. Maybe it's because I sent Trevor's dad a few rounds of sketches, and he likes the new direction I'm going with the labels. Whatever the reason, I'm not nervous. This is going to be a new experience for me, just like getting a tattoo and skinny dipping. I intend to embrace it for what it is. My car is over there. Kevin's hand drops to my hip as he leads me across the street. It's the Audi. I'm going to trade it in for a new one when next year's models are released. Cool, I say, because there's nothing else to say about his uninteresting shiny red Audi. If I was going to draw his car, his Audi would be the supervillain, the one who overexplains before committing a dastardly crime. You're going to like my place, Kevin says as he turns on the car. It has a great view. I'll open a bottle of wine and we can look at the stars. Sounds great. I smile at him, mildly impressed that wine and stargazing are part of his pickup line, especially considering I'm already in the car with him. He reverses out of the parking spot, then immediately slams on his brakes. Fucking idiot, he grumbles. Tourists do not know how to drive. I glance in the side mirror and see a black convertible has stopped just behind us, blocking us in. Maybe they're just picking someone up, I suggest. It's early enough that there's still a lot of people out and about. You've got to be kidding me. The asshole is getting out of his car. Kevin opens his door and leans out. What the fuck? You're double parked. Move your car, he cuts off as someone yanks open my door. A tall, incredibly sexy man with golden tousled hair looks down at me. He's wearing jeans and a denim shirt that is, big surprise, smudged with dirt. Boxing in Kevin's Audi is his black Beamer convertible. Trevor, what are you doing here? Yeah, Moretti, what the hell is going on? Trevor ignores Kevin. He looks at me and says, don't go home with him, Dom, please. Trevor, I... 
Fuck off, Moretti, you had your chance. Kevin, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to come over there and beat the living shit out of you. The vehemence in his words sends goosebumps across my skin. Kevin takes a step back from his car. Trevor leans down to look at me. Hear me out, okay? Please? His eyes are wild yet determined. He's never looked at me this way before. Okay, I say. Okay. He blinks, as though he'd been expecting an argument. Okay, I'll hear you out. He nods, licking his lips nervously. Look, you were right. I've been in a relationship with Elle these past two years, even though she's gone. I couldn't let her go. Why is he saying this? I know, Trevor. It's okay. No. He cuts me off. No, it's not okay. I didn't understand why until I met you. I didn't realize how cut off I'd become from everyone and everything. It wasn't until you drew that picture of me at Zeke's that I saw for myself how sad my life had become. The other night, I would have paid money for him to rescue me from Kevin. Funny how things can change in a matter of days. I've realized I don't need anyone to rescue me from my decisions. Trevor, I ask, what do you want from me? Trevor crouches down in front of the open door. He takes my hands in his, squeezing my fingers. I want you to know that when I'm with you, I forget all about Elle. I forget what it's like to be sad and depressed and cut off and all I can see is you. My heart buckles. All the moisture is sucked from my mouth. I try to find something to say but words fail me. I didn't know what it meant at first, he says. I was confused. I thought the feelings I had for you betrayed Elle's memory. But that's not the case. My chest constricts as I stare at him. It's not? The words come out as a whisper. He shakes his head. It means I have a second chance at happiness. I never thought I'd find that again with anybody, but I see it every time I look at you. I feel it every time I think about you. I want you, Dom. I can be the man you deserve. Please don't leave with Kevin. Come home with me. Somewhere in the background, Kevin heaves an annoyed sigh. What the fuck, Trev? Why didn't you tell me you were into her? I wouldn't have wasted my time if I knew she was a dead end. We ignore him. Come home with me, Trevor whispers, gripping my hands so tightly that it hurts. Please. Please come home with me. When he looks in my eyes, it feels like the world has stopped spinning. I can't see anything beyond Trevor Moretti. Okay, I say. Okay. He leans forward as if he needs to be certain. Yes, okay. I'll go home with you. Hey guys, I'm taking a short break from today's story to tell you about a brand new wine and romance short story that I just finished up. And the story is called Wedding Ditchers. Wedding Ditchers is the wedding story of Dominique and Trevor. So because this is a romance channel dedicated to happily ever afters, I don't think it's a spoiler to let you know that Dom and Trevor, yes, they are going to end up together. They are going to have their happily ever after. It's just gonna take a few more episodes to get there. <laughs> but I did write this short story all about their wedding day and it's super cute, it's super funny, it's also sexy, of course and you can get it for free over on my website. So head on over to mariematthew.com, click the free book button in the upper right-hand corner when you get to the homepage, and you can sign up for my author newsletter. And when you do that, this free short story is gonna be delivered right to your inbox. We have both the audiobook and the ebook. So you're gonna get links to download both. And of course, that also gives you access to my author newsletter. My newsletter is a really great way to keep in touch with me. I'm not super active on social media, except for the podcast and the YouTube show. So this is a really great way to just keep in touch with my latest projects, the um, behind the scenes stuff that's happening. So be sure to head over to my website, click the free book button in the upper right hand corner and get your free copy of Wedding Ditchers, the wedding story of Dominique and Trevor in the bad girl list. Thanks a lot. Chapter 39 dress. Dominique. 
Trevor and I stumble through the open slider door of his bungalow, our hands all over each other. Tequila is yapping in excitement, hopping in a circle around our feet. I took the beamer, because I was afraid the battery would die again on the truck. He says these words as he runs his hands beneath the dress and up my thighs. I couldn't lose you to Kevin over a fucking car battery. Let's not talk about him. I tackle the buttons of his shirt, wishing I could rip it open the way he had on me that first night. I love this dress. One hand slides around my waist and up my back, searching for the zipper. The other hand runs over the lace of my thong. Is this the one we saw in the shop window that night at Platitude? It is. I bought it for myself even though I can't afford it. Number six on the list. It was worth it, he says. You look fucking gorgeous. His fingers latch onto the zipper. He kisses my throat as he pulls it down. The dress slides off my shoulders. Trevor pushes it past my hips. It falls in a puddle around my feet. You look better without it. He sucks on the base of my neck. His hands are everywhere. My back, my stomach, my breasts, and my neck. He frees my hair from its two buns, letting the rubber bands fall to the floor. I kick off my shoes as he continues to walk me backwards toward his room. As we pass his fireplace, I pause to look over at it, expecting to see the pictures of him and Elle. But they're gone. The only picture is the family portrait and the sketch I did of Tequila and his truck. Dom. He touches the side of my face, gently turning my head to look at him. His fingers cut my cheek. There's no one here except me and you. When he looks at me, I know he means it. I don't know what's happened to him over the past few days, but he's different now. I throw my arms around his neck, kissing him, tasting him, losing myself in him. He picks me up. He carries me, feet dangling above the floor toward his bedroom. I want you naked. I yank his shirt out of his jeans, still fumbling with the stupid buttons. Why are there so many damn buttons? Trevor solves the problem by pulling the shirt off over his head. I unbutton his fly and shove his pants down to his thighs. His boxer briefs are still in the way. I yank those down too. He gasps when I grab his shaft. He is hard and thick and hot as hell. I stroke him a few times then reach down to cup his balls. He hisses and bites my neck then stumbles as his pants tangle around his legs. We stagger sideways together, laughing, neither of us letting go. The only thing that keeps us from falling is the glass slider. We bump into it and catch our balance. No more pants. I kneel, yanking his pants and boxer briefs the rest of the way down. As soon as his feet are free of them, he kicks them aside. Trevor Moretti is finally completely naked for me. Broad shoulders, washboard stomach, trim waist, and a cock that is long and rock hard, all for me. He is so gorgeous, so perfect. I stare at him, momentarily forgetting myself as I soak him in. A low rumble rises from his throat as he watches me watching him. He throws me up against the slider door, his hips grinding into me. His fingers fumble with my bra. I hate these fucking things. He yanks. I feel the snaps come free as he rips the bra away and drops it to the floor. That's better. You're going to have to buy me new underwear if you keep ripping the ones I have. Not a problem. He leans down and begins to suck. He takes first one nipple then the other, his hands taking over for his mouth as he moves back and forth between my breasts. I'm throbbing between my legs, aching for him. I wind my fingers in his hair. Trevor, I whisper. He drops to his knees, dragging his mouth down my middle. His tongue dips into my belly button, making me shiver. His mouth continues its trip downward. Feather-light kisses cover the tender skin where my new tattoo is. He drags his tongue across my skin and nips at my stomach as he peels my thong away from my body. He leans back, eyes taking me in as he tosses the panties aside. I love being seen by him, love the way his eyes track every millimeter of my body. So fucking beautiful. He looks up at me, dark eyes locking on mine. You're fucking beautiful, Dom. I lean forward to kiss him, pushing away from the glass, but he stops me. No. One hand splays over my breast, pinning me against the slider. With his other hand, he pushes my legs apart. He probes my opening, making me burn as he slides two fingers inside. I am dripping for him. He pumps his fingers in and out, hard and fast, watching me as my breaths shorten. Sweat beads my skin, tension coiling. Trevor, I want you inside me. He pinches a nipple in response. 
then bends forward and licks me, tongue curling over my clit. I jerk as a rush of sensations throttle me. I'm burning. I can't think. I can't breathe. All I can do is wind my fingers into Trevor's hair as he swipes his tongue through my folds. You taste so fucking good. I've wanted to taste you since the first night we met. He stabs his tongue into me, thrusting in and out, his thumb working my clit. Trevor, I moan his name, feeling myself tip over the edge. His head between my legs with him on his knees might be the hottest thing I've ever seen. I wanna watch you come, it's so fucking hot. He thrusts his tongue back inside me, licking me, tasting me, fucking me with his mouth. His thumb still massages my clit. My head whips back against the glass as the orgasm takes me. I rock into his mouth, moaning as my body is racked with waves of pleasure. He latches onto me, drinking me in as I come. I writhe into him, my hands fisting his hair. When I'm finished, he lifts me in his arms and kisses me. I taste myself on his mouth as he sucks on my tongue. He carries me to his dresser and sets me on top of it. Trevor, I whisper his name, I want you. Dimly, I notice him rolling on a condom. I have no idea where it came from, but I'm glad one of us has enough sense to get one. He pulls me forward on the dresser, pushing his hips between my knees. Open your legs for me, Dom. His words send fire through me. I part my legs, opening them wide for him. He takes me in, dragging his gaze over my face, across my breasts, down my stomach, over my tattoo and settling between my legs. He runs a finger through my exposed folds, massaging my clit. A shudder goes through my body as he rubs me. Not yet, he says, pulling his hand away. Put me inside you. I take his cock and position it, then slide forward just enough to take his tip inside me. I groan, wanting more, but if I scoot forward any more, I'll fall off the dresser. More. He grips my ass, lifting me up. Take all of me. I brace my hands against the dresser and wrap my legs around him. As he holds me, I tilt my hips forward and slide down, taking his length into me. He fills me and stretches me in all the right ways. My head falls back and I moan as I connect with his pelvis. Fuck, he breathes, digging his fingers into my ass as his eyes drink me in. You feel so good. I kiss him, pushing my tongue into his mouth as I clamp around his cock. I want you, Trevor, I whisper. I want you to fuck me. Still gripping my ass with my legs wrapped around him, he slams his hips into me. I dig my nails into his shoulders and press my heels into his back, arching to meet him. He slams into me a second time, going deep. The third time he thrusts into me, he puts me back on top of the dresser. He winds a hand through my hair and brings his nose down so that we're eye level. Keep your eyes open, he says. I want to see your eyes. He picks up his pace, spearing into me with hard, penetrating thrusts. I prop my feet on his hips, spreading my legs wide to give him full access. I want all of him deep inside me. Wider, he growls, open them wider. I obey, letting my knees fall until they bump the top of the dresser. He thrusts harder, one hand gripping my ass so hard I'm pretty sure his fingernails are going to leave marks. His breaths are hot against my skin, his eyes feral. My insides are melting, the tension rising. I have never felt so wanted and so desired in all my life. My eyelids flutter. He tightens his fist in my hair. Don't close your eyes. I want you looking at me when you come. Something falls off the dresser and shatters on the floor. Tequila starts barking. We don't stop. My body is so tight, everything bunching up as I inch closer to the edge. I fight to keep my eyes open. Look at me, he snarls. I need to see you, Dom. I need to see. I cry out as my orgasm crashes into me. I melt into him, my stomach and breasts arching as my head falls back. Trevor cups my head, cradling it in one large hand so we can maintain eye contact. I see the moment when he comes. His irises dilate, his gaze going both sharp and hazy at the same time. He locks his eyes with mine, letting me see how I make him feel as he grunts into me with several more hard thrusts. He kisses me, moaning into my mouth as the last waves of pleasure shake him. Our tongues tangle together, our bodies melding in a simmer of damp, tingling flesh. When he finally breaks the kiss, I rest my forehead on his shoulder and wrap my arms around his neck. His biceps cinch around me as he presses his face into my hair. He doesn't pull out, keeping our pelvises locked together. We stay like that for long minutes, neither of us willing to break contact. I turn my face and nip at his neck. I've never been fucked like that in my life, I murmur. 
His arms tighten. That's because that idiot ex-boyfriend of yours didn't know how good he had it. His loss. He picks me up, carrying me to his bed. He sits down on the edge with me on top of him, his cock still inside me. He's not as hard as he was a few minutes ago, but he's not soft either. Something tells me we aren't finished for tonight. You're sleeping over with me. He brushes my hair out of my face, eyes gentle yet determined. In case you were wondering if I'm going to take you home tonight. I'm not. I laugh, running my fingertips over his stubble. I should probably let Annika know so my family doesn't worry. It's a little weird for my mom and aunties to know I'm sleeping over with a guy, but not enough to make me insist on going home. A week ago maybe, but not anymore. I'll go get your purse. Trevor lifts me off him, finally sliding out of me and sets me gently on his pillows. His scent rushes out of the fabric, and I burrow into his mattress. He pauses beside the bed, looking at my naked body. I return the favor, thoroughly enjoying the view as I look him up and down. A big smile suddenly splits his face. I grin back at him. I'll be right back. He walks back to the living room in search of my purse. I take a minute to absorb the bedroom. The remains of something are smashed all over the floor next to his dresser. It looks like it may have been a vase or a piece of pottery. Tequila is sitting on her bed against the wall, ears pricked up. She tracks Trevor's movements as he exits the room, then resumes staring at me like she's trying to figure out what just happened with her two humans. Chapter 40. Not Number 10. Trevor. I climb into the bed with Dom and pull her close. She nestles into me, draping one leg and one arm across my body. I love the feel of her against me. I'm already getting hard again. I fully intend to have her again tonight, but for now it's nice just to hold her. Laughter bubbles up as she turns her phone so I can see it. From Thomas and Annika, I see a picture of the two of them flashing big smiles and thumbs ups for the selfie. Minnie is in the background behind them, raising a martini glass to us in a toast. I'm going to hear about that in the morning, I say. Thomas can be a smug bastard when he's right. Same with Annika. She sets the phone down on my side table. I don't care how smug they are. I got what I wanted. Me too. I kiss the top of her head. Nice job by the way. Her eyebrows draw together in confusion. Nice job on what? She trails off, waiting for me to fill in the blank. On breaking the handmade vase I bought on a family trip to Italy. Is that what fell off your dresser? She raises herself up to look at the shards smashed on the floor, but I pull her back down. I'm just giving you shit. It's a thrift store vase my mom picked up. She thought it went with my color scheme. Apparently, I have a color scheme. Dom slaps me playfully on the chest. You're an ass. Oh don't worry, when mom notices it's gone and asks me about it, which she will, I'll tell her you broke it. That way she won't get mad at me. If you do that, I'm going to dump a bottle of vinegar into your compost tea. Now you're playing dirty. I pull her on top of me, wanting her closer. Never fuck with a man's compost. We laugh together. Tequila barks at us from her bed, tail knocking against the wall. I think she approves, Dom says. Tequila barks again, tongue lolling out. Dad, I say in my tequila voice, I'm so glad you brought my second favorite person home. I told you she was awesome. You were right, Tequila, I reply. Your second favorite human is awesome. She's damn good in bed too. Dom hoots with laughter. Oh my god, you are so weird. We haven't even had sex in the bed yet. Being able to speak dog doesn't make me weird. I believe most people would call that gifted. And don't worry about the bed. I have lots of plans for you, me in this bed. She raises her chin to look at me, considering. It's good to know there are plans. Will you fill me in on them? They're on a need-to-know basis. Be that way. She rolls her eyes and burrows back into me. If I get bored waiting for you to let me in on your plans, I'll just start drawing. Don't complain if my sketchbook ends up full of naked pictures of you. She's probably serious, which makes me laugh. I run my fingers lightly over her smooth, round ass. Her soft skin beneath my hands makes my dick twitch. Her mood changes as soon as she feels it. Her eyes are dark and sultry when she looks at me. She shifts her weight so that she can drag her fingers along my cock, which just makes me harder. 
I don't think I'll ever get enough of you. She slips her hands between our bodies to stroke me. And just like that, my mood changes too. So much for cuddling. I want her again right now. I flip her over, pushing her legs apart with my knees. Her pussy is glistening and she smells so fucking good. You're wet for me again. I run my fingers through her, loving the way her breath hitches as I tease her opening. And you're hard for me. Her hand tightens around my cock, her strokes getting faster. I want to feel you inside of me again. My breaths come faster, my need for her growing. I want to be inside her, to feel her without a condom, but I don't say it. It's not a thing you ask a girl on the first night. Maybe after we've been dating a while, I'll feel it out and see what she thinks. Trevor. She grabs my hair and pulls me down for a kiss. The hand around my dick never slows. I love her mouth. The feel of it, the taste of her. My breaths are shallow and uneven. I can feel my orgasm building as she strokes me harder. And while I do want a hand job from her, it's not what I want right now. I don't want to come like this, I tell her. I want to come inside you. Okay. She shocks the hell out of me when she guides my cock toward her opening, pushing my head into her. Her perfect slick pussy envelops my tip. Every muscle in my body goes rigid. I am unbelievably turned on, and it takes all my willpower not to slam into her. Dom I say voice horse Domite? I want all of you Trevor. She massages her opening with my tip, making me groan. I don't want anything between us. Her meaning is clear. I try to get my breathing under control, but my voice is raspy when I speak. Are you sure? I want you like this but only if you're sure. I have an IUD, she says. And with our recent history, I think it's safe to say neither of us has an STD. I smooth her hair away from her face, studying her eyes to make sure. I look for any sign of hesitation, any reason to stop what we're doing and get a condom. There's no hesitation in her eyes, only a desire and a need for me. She moves, pulling me a little further into her. Stop. I take her hand from around my cock and pin both her wrists to the pillow. I stay perfectly still, my head resting inside her entrance. Her chest heaves as she digs her heels into my backside. Trevor. The way she says my name with so much need and want shreds the last of my restraint. I tighten my grip on her wrists and slowly begin to push into her. She moans, arching up and exposing her throat. I want to pound into her, but I don't. The amount of trust she's showing isn't lost on me. I take it slow, wanting to savor this first time with her, to draw out the pleasure rippling through me. Inch by inch, I sink into her, loving every little moan and writhe of her body, loving her slick soft insides. She's tight and hot and perfect. When I'm all the way in, I hold myself there, soaking in the sensation of being surrounded by her. Dom look at me. Her eyes open. I think this might be my new obsession, looking in her eyes while I fuck her. Her gaze locks on mine. Trevor. I leisurely pull out of her, savoring the way it makes her hiss in frustration. I slide back into her just as slowly. Trevor, I need more. No. I'm not going to rush this. I drag myself back out. The tension causes sweat to tingle across my shoulder blades, but I keep the rhythm even as I push back into her. I capture her mouth and swallow her moans as I ride her in measured steady thrusts. It takes all my willpower not to take her hard and fast, to draw out this perfect moment of being completely inside her for the first time. I savor her kisses, savor the way her body feels underneath mine, savor the way her pussy clenches every time it swallows me. Her walls tighten around me, showing me just how aroused she is by this. My own arousal winds deep, hinting at the mind-blowing orgasm I know is coming. Then she shatters the moment by saying, when you walked into Zeke's that first night, I knew I wanted you for number 10. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? The edges of my control start to unravel, and I thrust up into her. Hard. I'm not your fucking number 10 Dom. I slam into her a second time, harder than before. I'm your number 1. She cries out, her hips rocking forward to meet me, and I have no idea if she heard a word I just said. I'm becoming more frantic, driving into her harder, faster. This isn't a vacation fling. It isn't? Her eyes flutter, her hips rock, and her moans are making me absolutely fucking crazy. Fuck no. I slow back down, ignoring her when she groans in protest. Dom look at me. Her eyes open as I lean over her. 
I was serious when I said I think we have something. I slide in and out of her as I say this, my movements restrained so I can make sure she's paying attention. But I live in San Francisco. We're only two hours away from each other. We'll figure it out. I'll come down next weekend and see you. You will? Yes. And the weekend after that, you'll come up here. Okay. I emphasize this by slamming into her. We'll figure out the distance thing, okay? I give her another hard thrust. I want that. I want you, Trevor. The way she says I want you unravels me. I fall into her, the last vestiges of my restraint shredding. I ride her hard and fast, hooking her legs over my shoulders and driving myself deep into her. When she comes her pussy spasms around me. Her body rocks under the onslaught of her orgasm. I come so hard that I see stars behind my eyes. When my vision finally clears, all I can see is Dominique Chen lying on my pillow and smiling up at me. Hello everyone, cheers, welcome to the author commentary portion of the Marie Matthews Show. I'm Marie Matthew, the author of The Bag Girl List. I always like to open the episode with a cheers and say thank you so much for being here. I usually taste wine, but today I'm not really feeling it, so I'm drinking my next go-to, which is decaf green tea, which is my absolute favorite. So whatever you're drinking today, cheers. Today's episode is all about Trevor. I've talked before about my psychic abilities, and if you haven't listened to the very first episode, the introduction to the Marie Matthews Show, I definitely recommend you go back and listen to it because I go into it a little more in depth. But in a nutshell, I am what you call a psychopomp, and a psychopomp is somebody that helps spirits pass over. The way that I do that in this lifetime is I do it with my stories. The spirits come to me and there's things that they need. They need to experience something, they need closure on something, they need to be seen in a certain respect, whatever it is, I work with them and I help them find that in the stories so that they can find the peace that they're looking for so they can move on. If you haven't listened to episode 12, I also recommend that you go back and listen to that one because I talk about Elle and her spirit and what she needed. So today I'm gonna talk about Trevor. And you may have picked up on this when you're reading the story, he was an angry spirit. <laughs> the ones that come to me, there's, there's usually really strong emotion for something, <laughs> about something, for some reason, right? Some sort of trauma that they need help with because if they didn't have that trauma, obviously they wouldn't be coming to me because they would already have moved on. Um, so he was angry. <laughs> I think you could probably feel that, like his character, He's angry from the very first chapter. He's not a happy guy. And yeah, it's interesting. It's really, it's interesting to funnel feelings through your body that aren't your own. It's really interesting to, it's interesting work to help them, help them process those feelings. And I like the work. I, I really enjoy the work. I, I had dinner with a friend the other night and she had listened to the podcast and she's like, aren't you scared? Like. Isn't that weird? And for me, it's not. Like, it's not weird. It's not weird when they're bumping around, you know, talking to me, whatever. It's not weird. Um, it's not weird when I let their emotions or whatever flow through my body. It's, it's not weird. I'm very comfortable with it. But I was also called to this work, so perhaps if I wasn't called to the work, it would be uncomfortable. But it's very natural for me if it does feel really comfortable. There's nothing weird about it. Trevor was not a happy camper. <laughs> it 
we got him to happiness. We got, we got him there, right? We're getting him there. One of the things I did recently is I took a course with a shaman and I spirit led me to take this course. I didn't know why I was being called to take the course, but as I moved deeper into the course, it was, it was a three month workshop. I realized that a big part of why I was there was so that I could have a tool that could help me help these spirits to really move on and get the closure that they need. So I was talking to my shaman, I'm like, okay, I think what I think this thing that you've taught me, I think I can now use this for my books when I'm dealing with these with these spirits. You know, what do you think? And she's like, definitely, like definitely that sound that sounds perfect. So I got a chance to do this little ceremony with the bad girl list. And part of the reason I wanted to do it is um, I just wanted to make sure that everything's cleaned up, right? So if the spirits are coming to me and they need this work and they need this closure, I just wanted to make sure I I got it. Like I, I, I completed the task and I got them what they needed. And so this shamanic ceremony is my way of like making sure everything's tied off, everything's finished, we've done our work, like we can all move on now. I did the ceremony and I asked Trevor's spirit to come forward and he immediately came forward and I, you know, I could feel his anger but then I could also feel how he'd let it go. I asked him about it, like, like, what's your story? That's always the interesting part, you know, because how their story comes out in my book isn't always, doesn't always have a direct correlation to what they're working out. It's really interesting, especially in the zombie books. Like, it's weird. Like some of the stuff I was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's why we're doing that. It was definitely a little more uh, straightforward with him, but this spirit was a boy that had died young from a sickness and he never got to experience, I guess you would call it the conventional story arc of life, right? Falling in love, getting married, having kids. And that's what he wanted. And he was really angry that he died when he was so young before he had a chance to experience these things. So that's where the anger was coming from. That was his obstacle. And so the the animosity that he has throughout the book and the struggles that he has, you know, in each of these different takes with Dom, where he each step where he, he tries to step forward and he like, he fails to launch basically over and over again. And that was the spirit's way of like processing and working through his anger. And we got there, right? We got there. <laughs> and it was really beautiful. So as I, I sat in this ceremony, just to make sure like, okay, we're good, we're good. Um, he just said, I love you. He said, thank you. And I love you to me. And my heart was just so full of joy. I was like, okay, like we did it. We accomplished the task that we set out to do together. I was filled with a lot of gratitude and a lot of joy. I felt gratitude to Trevor for sharing his story with me, for working with me, for allowing me to be part of his, his healing. I feel gratitude for that because I know that's part of what I'm here to do in this lifetime. It was really nice to receive his gratitude in return. Um, and I'm going to end a little bit on a cliffhanger here because he offered me a gift. Uh, a gift of thanks in exchange for what I had helped him with. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because it's gonna carry over into next week's episode. So 
be sure to tune in. <laughs> That's all I'm going to share in today's episode. As always, you can leave comments on YouTube or you can shoot me an email at romancingmarie at gmail.com. I do enjoy hearing from you. A friendly reminder, don't forget to sign up for my author newsletter over on my website and you'll get a free copy of Dom and Trevor's wedding story. Uh, wedding Ditchers, which is a super cute, sexy little short story about their wedding day. So be sure to head over to my website, click the free book button in the upper right hand corner on the main page, and you'll be taken right to the form where you can sign up. And the download link for the ebook and the audiobook will be sent right to your inbox. And until next week, I will talk to you all soon. Thanks. Bye.